Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Right now we're going to chat some baseball very, very shortly as we got a text message coming through. Morning team, World Series champ. I told you, back the Braves. What a final series. Chop on. That is from Lance and Papa Mo. I told you, Lance. I'll read out my little intro ahead. World Series of Baseball has been decided, so Lance from Papa Moa will be right up and about after his Atlanta Braves cruised home to seal the series 4-2 over Houston Astros. And we're going to get Enol Saris on. He is a baseball writer for The Athletic later on in the show, and we're going to delve into that a bit more. But well done, Lance, mate. Give us a call, Lance. Give us a call, 800 150 and we'll chew the fat, mate, because I know you're pumped about that. Great, great news for Atlanta Braves fans and MLB fans alike. So looking forward to chatting to you, Lance. But anyway, keep those texts coming through on double eight double three about anything you want to chew the fat with. Baz has got a picker. He's got a winner for later in the day. He spoke about it off the air, and he wants to just, you know, just keep your sitting in your chairs, just waiting, waiting. And I think about, what, 8.46-ish, you're going to bang them? You're going to bang them with that tip? Where you Bears? Moa, have you got one of these caps that I've got? Apparently it's <laughs> an Atlanta Braves cap. You got one? <laughs> yeah, didn't think so. I got one. <laughs> uh, oh. Should we just talk a little bit about that um, that WhatsApp group? So, uh, I feel bad that we haven't actually had um, Trudy on that group from the get-go. Apologies, Trudes. There's a couple of questionable things put on there by... Oh, honestly, I have three sons. There's nothing that I haven't seen. But I just, I'm waiting for the little notification and it hasn't I don't know about that. I'm just like, keep refreshing my page on my phone and it's like... Well, Louis on admin. He's on the admin, so you know who to... Well, I just took the mickey out of his mo, so he's not going to add me, so he's out. Yeah, I just... That's right. That's right in the wheelhouse of the group. I'll add you to my California girls group if you put me into the out... No, actually, what's in there? Quid pro quo. Okay, right. 
anyway, when I found out about the group, you guys talk about it quite a lot, and it's just like, well, how do you think crickets? we plan the show? Like, we, you know, there's got to be, we there's there's got to be some form of communication. Although I'm sure sometimes we the plan lads... the show for five minutes, and then we're like, what about that horse? What about that run from J Mac? Well, I've downloaded the TAB app now, so I need some tips. I haven't placed right. my first bet yet. Anyway, okay. Well, we'll run a poll in the group. Gender to see equality, the... guys. Yeah, no, it can be our cho- truth in the group. Poll, can Come it? on, thanks, Baz. Right, Baz's the hard yeah. use. Yeah. He's the leader of the group. Yeah. Put her in. Come Put on. her in. I reckon. I've seen you something from the California girls. I won't be writing later. anything. Put her in. I'll you won't hear from me. Let's <laughs> uh, come on. Let's get. Let's keep this. We got a caller. Exactly. Fight. We got a caller. We got a caller. Actually, bears. We got Lance from Papa Mole, and he wants to celebrate his Braves winning uh, yesterday when they beat Houston Astros. Good morning, Lance. Morning. How are you doing? How are we doing? World Series champs, I told you. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> you sound a bit husky, mate. You've been celebrating, have oh, you? Yeah. How good? Yeah, a, little, a little bit celebrating last night with a few beers and a cigar. You know how it is? Yeah. Oh, cigar. Beautiful, mate. Mate, that was, um, that was a pretty impressive uh, game they had yesterday. Obviously, 7-0 over the Houston Astros, mate. What did you put that down to? So everything just seemed to fall their way. Uh, yeah, I think everyone just finally showed up, you know, and they just really wanted to win. I think for everyone, and the, the manager's been with the club for like 45 years, and just, it was for everyone, really, and, the, and Atlanta as well, everyone back in Atlanta. Mate, at the start of the season, they obviously didn't start relatively well. They, they lost a few uh, vital key injuries throughout their squad as well, so... But you're a diehard Atlanta's fans, Atlanta Braves fan. Did you see this coming at the start of the season? Did you have any hope? Definitely had hope. Um, I, they pretty much make the finals just about every year, so it's just. But it was pretty rough there in the middle year. We were like under 500 for the season. Lost our main Acuna Junior, which like, almost destroyed the team. But then. Um, the general manager made some great trades to get in the, an awesome outfield, which pretty much came through in the in the final series. How does Lance from Papamoa support be a die-hard Atlanta Braves fan? <laughs> it comes from um, actually my, my older brother. He's more die-hard than me, but he um, from back in the nineties when we when first when Sky first uh, came to New Zealand, um, the Braves were kind of the team that everyone wanted to beat. So he was kind of skipping school watching the Braves play and watching Sky, you know. So since then, we've, we've had one World Series in 95, and then it's now been 26 years. So it's just, nice. yeah, amazing. What a feeling, what a feeling. Wow, mate, you're you're you know what, Lance, you're our you're our baseball expert right now. You're staying right on the line. Where does Freddie Freeman stand amongst the great Braves player, mate? Where does Freddie Freeman stand? Oh, he's definitely up there. He's he's got to be one of the top. Well, you got to think like there's a few pitches. There's about three pitches, and then there's a couple of there's Hank Aaron, Chipper Jones. Um, yeah, he's up. He's up there with him. He's definitely up there. Now we just got to keep him though. He's he's going to be a free agent, and we just got to give him whatever he wants. I think. Well, they well, what get about paid, this? Don't they? Wow. What about that Billy Bean fella? He's he's part of that Atlanta Braves, isn't he? Excuse my naivety. I'm not great on the baseball, but 
Uh, no, he was part of the um, the Oakley Athletics. I mean, I'm not sure who oh, he's there. with anymore, but. Do you like that stat stuff, or you like them to just play free? Uh, the stats is pretty. It's, it's pretty good. The stats. It's, it's similar to like a cricket. I guess like in all the stats with cricket. It's just yeah. Same with baseball. Yeah, good. Hey, what were, what do you, do you know what the ladder braves were, were paid? What, what were their ladder braves paid at the start of the season to win this World Series? Did you get on? Surely you followed them in and made a bit. I didn't get on, but I I think they were paying quite a bit because um, their their team didn't look that great on paper, but it's just yeah a lot of heart come through. So amazing because I'm still just yeah I can't even believe it just about. <laughs> what what does Lance from Papamoa do for a job? What are you doing today, mate? Other than nursing a cigar? Uh, I'm a sign writer. Sign writer. Sign writer. So yeah, wrap cars and make signs and. Yeah. Brotherhood signs and Tauranga, that's the one. Ooh. Good man, good man. There you go. Awesome. Awesome, Lance, mate. Really appreciate your, your text message coming through. I've been thinking about you for the last couple of days, knowing that your Atlanta Braves were back close. So uh, <laughs> congratulations and uh, celebrate hard. And what, what's your business called? Rutherford Sign Riding. Go support local. Brother, Cheers, guys. Have an awesome day. Awesome. It's a position Canterbury haven't found themselves in a lot over the last few decades of NPC, but this weekend it very much is a must-win for the Red and Black Hoops when they face Bay of Plenty, who are alongside Tasman, bringing de- breathing down their necks for a spot in the Premiership semi-finals. It was a much-needed win against Tasman, very impressive win, I must say, against Tasman on Friday night, but the pressure certainly doesn't come off. Reed Princep is the skipper for Canterbury, and he joins the show now. Rito, the Torpedo. Good morning, brother. Good morning, Iz. How are we going? Going well, mate. Going well. Must be uh, a, a better week this week. Obviously coming off a very impressive win against a, a Tasman outfit, which you've got to be honest, you've had the rub of the green over the last couple of years. Uh, so you must be pretty happy this week. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice rolling in on a, on a Monday morning, coming off a win. Um, yeah, it's always... Uh, Boys are always a bit down first thing if it's coming off a loss, so um, no, it's a good start to the week. Um, we're building nicely for this one. Mate, you, you haven't been too far off, let's be honest. You've, you've won a couple in the dying stages. Oh, you've lost a couple in the dying stages, I must say, over the last couple of weeks, uh, Wellington in particular, and then Otago as well. So you've been in those games. What was the difference from those games to Tasman um, uh, performance that you can pinpoint being able to get over the line and get the result in the end. I suppose those those two games we um, like had really good patches and then just fell off the pace and you know particularly mm. I think it was the second half of both of them. Um, discipline let us down um, both of them. You know their kickers or they would get the go- shots a goal or plug the corners and um, their forwards go to work. So. Um, you know, this one still wasn't perfect in the weekend, but, um, you know, we got the momentum rolling in that second half and, um, you know, Romano scored that freakish try in the mm. corner and, um, you know, it was just, I suppose, getting the right side of the, you know, rubber the green, which was uh, which was pleasing. Well, you spoke about Romano. We're going to touch on that a bit shortly, but he spoke about that moment, that set piece, and, and I thought the on the weekend your set piece was very, very impressive, very dominant. 
Um, so you must be pretty pleased with that. But talk us through that try, mate. He tries to tell me post-match it was planned. It was all part of it. Oli Jaeger knew what he was doing. Was that planned move? And, you know, did, did it surprise you that it come off? Um, well, it was definitely a planned move, and it was 100% Kobus's idea. Uh, <laughs> I always thought the ball was going to go to the, the prop, but um, Romano thought otherwise and went for the corner and... You know, he was pretty stoked just to see Minch Hutton there and uh, he's able to run over the top of him. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very impressive, mate. Let's talk about Luki Romano. How impressed have you been with him? Like a guy that's been around for so long, uh, so much experience. He's so physical, but he's actually got a, a big ton of work ethic about him as well. He's getting off the ground, getting back-to-back carries, back-to-back tackles. How important is he to your campaign, mate? Yeah, he's massive. Um you know, it's not just the work he um, does on game day. He's, um, you know, a massive help for the young guys coming through. He's always there, and, you know, willing to lend advice and help them out in whatever part of the game it is. Um, and then obviously, like you said, his work on the field is um, top rate. You know, he's been there, done that um, at the top level. And um, tell you what, he's not quite like that on a Monday, on a Monday morning. But um, <laughs> he's. Um, <laughs> Being awesome for us game day. Um, it's great to have in the team. Uh, Reed is Baz here, mate. Our our uh, listeners out there have really got on a bit of a heater with some nicknames, and I noticed that um, Izzy introduced you as Rito the Torpedo. Do you do you do you care to go, maybe give us a bit of an insight into that? Oh, geez, there was um, <laughs> I don't know my first Hotmail account. I don't know how how old I was, <laughs> but yeah. End up at Rito the Torpedo at hotmail.com. Um, the guys that knew me then, obviously that stuck around and <laughs> not sure who it was, but let you know. <laughs> uh, what about in the what about in the side? You got some good characters in amongst you in amongst the the uh the team, some some fellas which just, you know, keep the spirits high constantly. Yeah, there's plenty of them. Um Oli Jaeger, he's definitely uh, or something else, to be honest. They're a good crew. They've got a good chat. Um, bring good laughs. Daniel Nielip Brown, he's a he's a classic one for uh, keeping the spirits up. Um, oh, Romano's always good for a laugh. Um, he's a he's some good characters in the game, which is awesome. But um, <laughs> certainly adds to the team environment. And I know Daniel, you should be able to you know, back me up on that. There's some good guys in the game in there. Yeah, mate. There's some champions. Kovas, yeah, you're right. He would have been out hunting all Sunday, so he'd be a tired old thing come Monday, mate. So I can understand why he offers absolutely nothing throughout the week. He's a tired old human. But, um, mate, let's talk about this uh, this this weekend. You're up against Bar Plenty. You're still in this. You're still in this. You've got an opportunity to, to go and, and, and get the job done on the weekend. You make the semifinals, mate. So uh, for you, yeah. coming this Saturday, what do you need to do? To be able to back to uh, get a back to back win and hopefully get a position in that semi final of the premiership. Uh, for us, this is this is quarter final week. Um, you know, we're not looking any further than uh, this Saturday. Um, that's been our mm. mindset, um, you know, from Monday onwards. Um, so you know, I guess for us, when we've been at our best, uh, playing off that set piece is um, been been going well, and then. I think I talked to you about after the game, just playing with freedom, uh, guys backing themselves, yeah. having that confidence, the belief. Um, you know, when we're playing like that, I feel like we're unstoppable. Like, guys out wide getting that offloading game going. Uh, there's that try against Otago 
um, you know, almost went full field, offloads, um, sticking, um, mm. guys running into space. Um, that type of game is, I feel, when we're at our best. And like I said, we can go back to that set piece and get some dominance there. But for us, yeah, playing with freedom and just believing in ourselves is going to be key this weekend. Yeah, nice, mate. Well, I saw a bit of that on the weekend as well against Tasman. I was very, very impressed, mate, and, and happy for you to get back on the horse, as they say. So congratulations, and uh, go well this weekend, mate. Go well in your quarterfinal up against Bay of Plenty. I'll be there calling it from the sidelines, so no doubt we've got a happy Reed Princess post-match. All the best, Reed. Thanks, mate. Cheers, David. Cheers, David. Cheers, mate. Awesome. Well, there you go. That's Reed Princep. He is uh, Rito at the Torpedo at hotmail.com if you want to flick him an email and uh, give him your best wishes. Rito the Torpedo. Cobus, the big teddy bear. Some nicknames to go around. Oh, he's an absolute champ here, Rito. We're going to shoot off. We'll be back shortly and a bit of pacing for purpose. We've got a few nicknames coming through on the on the text slide too. We'll get to those very shortly. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We have got a very special guest on the phone with us now. Now we're going to talk a little bit of cricket as well. So when we talk cricket, we talk Rosine, the paint the professionals use, and there's no one we'd rather do that with than our old mate down the corridor. Flemo is here in isolation with me. But before we get over to him, let me just read a couple of things out about the great man. 111 test matches, 280 ODIs. A few T20s when it started started off. Captain New Zealand for over a decade. It's been 13 years since he's been in the black the black cap setup, but his impact has been long lasting. Still, not just a, a legend to the current day players, but also a mentor and a source of great inspiration. He's an IPL winning coach four times now. Four times he's won the biggest tournament on the calendar, and most recently. Over there in the UAE, he has done pretty much everything in the game, to be fair, and his mark on New Zealand cricket is long-lasting and is still evident today. So it's great to be able to welcome our good friend down the hallway, Flemo, a bit of a mentor of mine as well. It's great to chat to you, Flemo. G'day, Baz. That's written with, uh, sounds like with a man with a bit of time on his hands. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Not unlike yourself, got a little bit of time on, on your hands, Flemo. You've been working on your golf game in, in isolation there as well? Yep, I uh, I've, uh, must admit I've rearranged the furniture a number of times um, as I've watched numerous golf videos. There's a lot of mental work going on, but uh, arranging the, the room just to try and squeeze a couple of swings in. A um, couple have been successful, a um, couple haven't. The old lime chair, which you were working from, I'm sure, got a... Um, bit of a touch-up with a couple of rough back swings. But uh, all in aid of a big golf tournament coming up, which both of you two mm. uh, monkeys are available for. So looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. I mean, Izzy, you might want to ask about the Flem's nickname. I've seen we're on nicknames today. Do you want to, do you want to ask him? Stephen Fleming Fujitsu's finest. Yeah, I want to ask you about Flemo. Where'd you get Flemo? <laughs> um, what yeah, is your nickname? What is your nickname? What's your nickname? <laughs> that's Don't. a tough one to work out. Very Australian, isn't it? You either got an O or a, a Y. So uh, that's probably that's probably where that one ends, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll probably move on from that. Okay, um, Flemo, um, talk to us, mate. You you had a bit of time in in the Black Caps camp um, just recently, mm. first time back, and and around the boys. Um, 
on the coalface anyway for, for some 13 years or so since you stepped away. Uh, how did you find it, mate? Did you enjoy being back in? Yeah, yeah, I did. And um, almost getting the, the, the couple of training shirts and, and putting the gear back on, I was, um, it was a little bit emotional, actually. I was really quite proud to be able to put it back on and be part of um, one of the, the best squads, best sides we've ever put together. So a little bit of a, a fanboy moment, um, just getting back with them and, and then getting a chance to talk with some old mates who have, um, have actually played with, like Southie, and then um, and then talk to some of the young guys who are making such a mark on the international stage and certainly forging their way with New Zealand cricket. So it was, a, it was actually a real highlight. It was, it was um, about five days. And it was just around um, some information for the coaching staff with Gary and passing on um, anything we'd learnt through the IPL and, and maybe a, a sort of a little bit of philosophy around uh, what we're looking to do at Franchise T20 because a World Cup is very similar to a franchise tournament where you're bouncing from team to team rather than just playing one team for a number of games where you get a chance to sort of work out strengths and weaknesses and, and then it a more opportunity to try and action that. So when you bounce from team to team, you've got to be a little bit more nimble with your um, approach to each game, and, and um, there's a little bit of information passed around that. But just in general, really, it was a great opportunity to um, spend some time with these guys, and, and a lot of storytelling, a lot of culture is created through storytelling. So um, a little bit from the past and also listening to them um, with their stories over the last sort of 12 months and a lot of success and, and where they're heading. So it was... Yeah, I was I was really honoured to be um, uh, to be accepted in there and have an opportunity to do it. Now, Flem, um, I just want to touch on that the culture and team environments you've been a part of a few. You've been involved and you've been in in inside the, the meeting rooms of a few uh, different team environments. What's your biggest takeaway from this current Black Caps culture and and their environment and what they're kind of about, mate? Uh, there's just a real sense of calmness. Is um, it's almost no fuss, mm. and, and you really see that in the way they play. The, I guess Gary and and Kane are, are reasonably similar. Like they're reasonably conservative in their um, approach to the game, or the way they live the the life around the game. Um, really understated, but when it comes down to it, the skill level of this group is very high, and that, that's always been an interesting um, discussion for me: is how much value culture adds versus how much a high skill set um, adds. And the, the balance at the moment, I would say that the Kiwis are just really functional off the field. They're very efficient with what they do, and the information is mm. is passed over and learnt um, quite quickly and put into place. But they have a really high skill level to be able to deliver it. Um, the, the alternative is to have a, a team that talks a lot about their culture but then falls short with the, the skill set or the ability to deliver what I think with this Black Caps team is they have a nice balance between... Uh, the information load, and then being able to put that into a, a game plan and deliver on the field. Yeah, that's, that's fascinating. That actually, Flemo, uh, you you were, you were part of the New Zealand side. Well, you were at the forefront of at the at the helm on the New Zealand side for a long period of time, and and you had some very good moments throughout that time, but not the level of consistency that we've seen from this current group. How do you? Do you look back at any stage and think of the the hardships that you had to go through to try and set things up, and now you look at the side and and you can still sort of see marks of yourself across it? Or well, I know you're too humble for that, but I guess what I'm trying to say is it must give you so much pride when you think of how hard you had to work with this environment to now see where this team sit. Yeah, it's an interesting question because I, I feel really 
quite removed from it when you look at the, the, the brilliance or the consistency of performance. And I look back to the, the group of players that, um, that I was lucky to play with, and there's some real talent, but one of our constant struggles was to find consistency both on and off the field. We, we tried a number of things um, around developing our culture and looking for um, ways to get more consistent. And in some ways that was possibly the problem rather than just sinking into a better skill set and be happy with who we were. And I, I note very much that that would lead into a, a discussion with you around South Africa where you found your identity. So identity is really important. And one thing maybe we struggled with was really being comfortable with who we were. We were always sort of searching for uh, what we should be or how we should play the game. And we never really settled on on one style. We were flexible. We were at times brilliant, at times really poor, um, and often sort of hovered around the middle, whereas this group has really grabbed onto that identity that was created through uh, through your time and have now just established in a way, a way of playing, but also um, being comfortable in their skins. They've allowed their skill sets, I think, to come to the fore, and that's done a couple of things. It's given them more confidence so they can compete constantly at the highest level, so they've raised the bar, but it's also attracted... Um, some high-class athletes to the game, so that the, the kids coming through now are uh, of a skill set and ability that is um, some of the best talents in New Zealand, uh, general sport and athletics. What, what, what do you make of the current um, the Black Caps' performance so far in this T20 World Cup, man? Do you think they've got the they've got the chance to to be able to go all the way? They're currently, obviously, World Test champions. They they ran within a lip in the one-day World Cup. Imagine if they were then able to, to be there or thereabouts at the final. Do you think they've got that in them? Well, it's giddy heights, isn't it, when you're even talking this way. it's um, Again, that the pride surges through for what this group is achieving and the fact that they are a genuine chance uh, is a testament to their consistency in all formats over um, a, a number of years. The T20 game was one they probably need to make some improvements, so they've spent some time on that. And, and I, I think they're probably still trying to find their, their best way of playing, but they will get it done, and that's the other skill that they've got. They just find a way. So last night, Martin Guttel stepped up, uh, Mitchell the game before with the bowlers. If you start to get on a rotation where different players stand up in, in each game, uh, then you're going to go close. You don't want everybody performing in, in one game and then not in the next, and T20 can be quite brutal with that. You've seen some top teams that have that have come undone because they've had a bad day. It doesn't matter whether it's against a, a top side like New Zealand or, or could be Afghanistan. So that's why I'm still a little bit wary that the game itself can lend itself to upsets pretty easy. So we've got one more, I think, tricky occasion coming up against Afghanistan and then it's just two good days out mm. and um, that's when you start to get excited. Hey, Flem, you, you obviously have very, some very good success over at the IPL and throughout the IPL, the team that was chasing potentially had a lot of the luck and, uh, and was more in their favour statistical-wise. Mate, throughout these last couple of days, the team that has set the pace from the get-go has obviously got the treats at the end. Have you noticed a change in teams' kind of mindsets, the way they've approached these matches, um, batting first, putting the pressure on? Have you seen anything different from the IPL in this T20 uh, World Cup so far? It was. Um, it's. It's a good observation. Is I, I think you can't deny the facts that there's an advantage in, in bowling first, and that sort of happened halfway through the IPL um, as conditions changed and got a little bit cooler. Um, there, there seemed to be, for a number of reasons, a real advantage just um, bowling first and, and judging conditions, and then there might be a little bit of dew that comes in and helps 
uh, the pitch settled down. Mm. And, and that trend has continued, there's no doubt, through this World Cup. So teams really have to work hard mentally when they lose the toss as to how they're going to play the game. And one of the things we focused on was to look at it as an opportunity and, and be comfortable being bowled out for 100 in, in an attempt um, to, to get 180, 190 to, mm. to get in the game. And it takes a little bit of courage in, in franchise cricket probably you can get away with that because there's more games and, and more opportunity to bounce back. But it's going to take courage if a team finds itself, let's say New Zealand batting against Afghanistan in the next game, they've got to have courage to go out and, and take the game to them. If the teams that are sitting back trying to be a little bit conservative have come unstuck and unstuck in a big way. And I think about Australia and India, the two games that they've played. So there's a um, that's why I'm a little bit nervous about games coming up when there is lopsided statistics that come along if, if you get on the wrong side of it you've got to find a way to, to make sure that you give yourself the best chance and and it's going to take a bit of bravery from uh, from the black caps if that happens mm. mate you just you talked about um the ipl there and you've you won your fourth title uh this year you've made five other finals uh, the level of consistency in such an in- inconsistent um style of uh, uh form of the game is, is quite remarkable and I guess give us a little give us a little secret into what how you operate as a coach and and why you think you've made, been able to get that that level of consistency for the rest of us chasing pack <laughs> and, and getting closer <laughs> to um, I, I, I a big part of uh, certainly Chennai's success was owning our home conditions and, and you're a part of that Baz so you'd know what I'm talking about when I say we knew our home ground like the back of our hand there was some real subtlety about playing when we're back in Chennai. Um, it's a slower pitch with a bit of spongy bounce with big boundaries to the side. And a lot of teams, when you come and just play one game there, um, don't have time to adjust. But when you can learn how to play on your home ground well, then and you can average sort of 80% of your games, 80% of your games, you go on tour, you only need to win two or three and you make a final. So that, that really was our method through India. We really got to know our home conditions. We picked players that we um, knew could play there. And, um, and play well there, and we'd put our, our team composition together um, with that in mind. The last few years have been a bit interesting, like moving out of Chennai, we really had to scramble. We had a, a poor year when we first went to Dubai, just sort of struggling to find a method and, and change everything that had been our sort of modus operandi up to that point. Um, and I guess that's why we're, we're a little bit, we, we feel pretty good and pretty proud about winning it this year, was that we were able to make some adjustments and compete in conditions that were quite foreign. And uh, from a coaching point of view, it was a great test, actually, just to, to revisit some um, some theories and methods and, and then just give players new roles. And, and thankfully, they responded to that and um, and able to get the job done. But, yeah, it's been a good couple of years really changing a lot of things at the, the organisation to make sure that we were able to play a, a more generic game rather than just a Chennai-specific one. Oh, Ben, well... Well, you've been swimming and bathing in your rupee in your room, but you've been eating pretty well, mate. You've been eating very, very well while you've been in there. So Peter Vella's been looking after you, mate. Can you, can you just delve into this MIQ menu you're rolling, mate? You've been very impressed with that? Yeah, I have been. Uh, I've been very, very impressed. I thought the, the oysters were a lovely touch the other night. Um, it's a bit risky in the MIQ, as bad. <laughs> Baz and I discussed, but we've uh, we really have we really have been um, treated to some fine cuisine from Sir Peter and, and New Zealand bloodstock. So we've been very lucky. I, I need to ask you how 
you, you repay that. You just take a couple of Instapix, mate. Is that how it works? And that's how you get all the free stuff. <laughs> you wait, Boom. you wait, mate. I've got My Little Pony coming up. Bang. You wait till I get that My Little Pony one, mate. That's what you do. you got to share the love, mate, with your, your 100,000 odd Indian fans, mate. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, that's my demographic, though. That's yeah, I think it's eighteen to to forty-five year old Indian males. So you've got me there on the demographic. But uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing all the new stuff in the ranch when I get home. Flemo, what, um, mate? What uh, what's up for for you now in the next uh, next couple of months? What's on the agenda? Uh, it's not too bad, Baz. Uh, a little bit of auction work uh, coming up. So the the teams now disband, and you you have to make a choice between how many players you're going to retain from one to none to maximum of four. So that's uh, from a professional front, just um, just working through that and then trying to, to reshape a, a team come end of January, maybe start of February for um, for another three-year cycle. So you, there's a little bit of disappointment around that. You, you get a team up to where you want it and the challenge of the IPL is then it disbands after three years to try and keep the tournament um, reasonably even and um, give every franchise an opportunity if it hasn't gone right for the last cycle to rectify that moving forward. So I get it, but it's, um, it's still a little bit of hard work reconstructing a team. But I, I think that's what um, keeps you going as a coach and, and also gives you opportunities to stay fresh because you're going to work with some new players. So a bit of work on that. Uh, a little bit of work on, on the golf game for a, a wee tournament mm. coming up and um, and then more importantly some family time which is really important when you're, you're spending more time away through unfortunately COVID reasons than what you would like. But, um, we're going to have to let you go sh- shortly, Flynn. We know you're flat out. I've got nothing on, Baz. We're good. You're in my queue. <laughs> Actually, you could, you, what we do, you could come on and co-host for the rest of the week with us if you really want to, but... Um, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, international because a question constantly gets asked to me about you, and that's would would Flem ever look at taking on a, an international coaching role? Oh, look, I, I would love to be involved with um, with the Black Caps um, in, in some capacity, and it, but it just comes down to, to time, really. When you've played the sport for for so long, and and when you retire, part of that is you're then. Um, you go from being quite selfish in, in what you're doing and, and and how you're doing it to really sinking into more selfless existence with family and, and other commitments around, which I really enjoy. So what, what I've really enjoyed about um, being involved at, at franchise level is I've still got a, a really strong involvement in the game with some of the best players in the world, but I've also got a, a wonderful balance between um, work life and family life when you're thinking the IPL is two to three months. There's still opportunities that spin off that, the opportunities with Spark to commentate and, and be involved in the game. But there are really long periods where um, where I, I can learn more about myself and, and spend a hell of a lot of time, a lot more time with the family and, and be with them. And, and I think that that's really important, especially these days, that the luxury that I'll be given by um, by being able to play the game for a long time is to, to get the balance right, and I'm really enjoying that. I'm a big fan of the Black Caps and, and like the uh, opportunity to join them for um, a little bit of time and, and T20 was, uh, was was great. Um, and maybe going forward at some stage there'll be an opportunity to, to do that again. But that's pretty much what the game I know now is T20. I've immersed myself in that. And I watch the other formats and enjoy them, but um, T20 is, uh, is, is probably where I, my expertise lies now. Beautiful, that's good to hear. Good to hear. Mate, we're going to have to let you go, but um, thanks heaps for um, 
Thanks, Clemo. Uh, Izzy and myself on Baz and Izzy Good for breakfast. Good to talk to you, boys. Mate, I look right. forward to, uh, it's obviously Spring Carnival. We've got another big day today on the racing front, so I'm looking forward to those tips coming through and um, and spending another yep. afternoon in front of the, the dual screen. So I'm looking forward to that. Probably a little bit more from Sir Peter than you, Baz, but you do have the ability to uh, to come Goodbye, through. Goodbye, Stephen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Stephen Fleming. We are four days out from New Zealand Cup week, and four cups ago it was Lazarus kicking them in in the New Zealand Trotting Cup. We've spoken to him and the amazing horses he uh, horse he was. Now today we're catching up with the genius behind the horse, Mark Purden. Mark has driven six Cup winners, trained a stack too, including last year's winner that got me paid, Self Assured. Spank him in first in the cup, self-assured off his back. Then Ashley Lokas and copy that. Self-assured going to spank him on the outside. He drew a head in front. Self-assured moved up to spank him. A confident soul and not a fear in the world. Self-assured's won the cup. Clear of spank him. Ashley Lokas running on, but self-assured won it. Beat spank him. Ashley Lokas third. It's an all-stars trifecta. Yeah, just picture me riding, driving that horse home, riding it right home at, at uh, Louis' best uh, bar in Christchurch. Aikman's, he loves that spot, but how good was that? Well, this year, self-assured, we'll be looking to go back-to-back, but the draw isn't necessarily perfect. Mark Purden, his trainer and driver, is on the line with us now. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Hey, mate, I was uh, lucky enough to be on Self Assured last year. Thank you so much. Got me a wee payday in the end, mate. But uh, this year you've been drawn in the back alley. Are you, are you happy with how the draws come out or, or things have to go your way to get a result and go back to back? Um, I'm not too worried about it. Um, there's three on the other mm. lobby, so it's uh, probably going to be you know number number two or three on the second line and there's, there's some speed on the front line, some good beginners there. So, you know, we'll just we'll just see what happens early. But it's no, it's not the not the end anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a very impressive uh, horse. And uh, only reason last year I picked uh, South Shield is my good friend Stu Bailey, who uh, sadly passed away this year, put me on to South Shield, and, and what a great win it was, mate. You must bring back great great memories and and take us back to that moment during that race. And everything just panned out perfectly, and you stormed home by four. Was that the perfect race for you? Oh, that was the perfect race, and uh, there was a lot of pressure because he hadn't been stepping that well. And uh, just on mm. on that Tuesday, he got it right and he stepped beautifully and and led early, and then uh, uh, let Spank and go, and uh, got a beautiful trip after that. Came came out on the turn, and uh, he was he was really always going to win it because he was winning races and making mistakes early, and. On that day, stepped beautifully and just had the perfect trip. Hey, Mark, it's Baz here. Hey, um, mate, how's uh, how's Self Assured's build up been this year compared to last year? It's been pretty good. Uh, he's had three runs under his belt and, and won two of them. Uh, he was supposed to have a cup trial yesterday, but that didn't go ahead. He was the only horse in it, so that was a shame. But I, I'm not too worried about that. He seems uh, he seems well. He seems to be sort of peaking at the right time and. We'd had a blood test taken after Ashburton. I was a little bit disappointed with him in Ashburton, but um, the blood revealed that it wasn't a, you know, the perfect picture that we wanted to see. And we'd taken another one on Monday this week, and, and it looked a lot better. So you can just tell him the horse's demeanour too, that he's, he's starting to feel good. So I think he's peaking at the right time. Beautiful. Well, aside from self-assured, mate, you've trained some 
just out-and-out champions to win the Cup. Is there any that kind of stick out in your mind as more memorable than others? Oh, Lazarus would always have uh, special memories, and, and he did it as a four-year-old, and not many horses do that. Uh, there's probably only a handful that's done it over the years. So, uh, yes, special memories with Lazarus, and he was just a champion. Outside of South Coast, Arden, who are the biggest dangers in this? We spoke to John Dunn. He's on Classy Brigade uh, in the Cup. Who are the other biggest dangers for you and South Assured? Yeah, well, Classy Brigade is just the perfect racehorse. He never does a thing wrong and puts himself in the race. It's, and he'll, he'll do that again on Tuesday, so you always got to respect him. Um, copy that's coming down from the north. Um, He's thrown out wider, which would probably be an advantage. He came down last year and drew one, which is probably the worst place he could have drawn. Uh, he's a horse I've got a lot of respect for, but um, just not sure whether his form's as good as what it's been in the past. But uh, he's one I wouldn't run to raise anyway. So, yeah, those, those still are a, tough. Yeah, they're very impressive horses. It's one of my favourite days of the calendar year with, um, you know, the New Zealand Cup week this year. Obviously no crowd, so it's going to be a sad, sad day, but we're still going to watch it. Have you th- thought about the effects of having no crowd, no build-up with people around in the birdcage watching the horses? Will that be a big factor for you and the horses? It'll just be quite sad. I mean, we've got used to racing like that um, for a little while, but, uh, you know, Cup couple of special for both sides and uh, it's going to be sad, sad not to have the people there and the atmosphere that goes with Cup Week. Well, Mark, we'll let you go, mate, but we really appreciate you joining us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast and being able to sort of project forward, well, reminisce back and then project forward on some of your exploits and all the best for self-assured and all your other charges in, uh, in, the, in the days to come. Thanks, boys. it been my pleasure. Absolute superstar of the harness game, Mark Purden. And, uh, gee, you back him in over the next week or so. You're going to make some make some money, I reckon. Is. That was our fibre-fresh equine and calf superfood. It's proudly New Zealand made. And that is our Cup Week. New Zealand Cup Week countdown. That was Mark Purden. How good was that? So it sounds like we've got a little bit of self-assured. We've got a little bit of classy... Mm. Um, what was it? Classy uh, Brigade. Brigade. Brigade, sorry. Yeah. It's a little mind blank there. So we've got a little bit of both there. So now we just need to find maybe a, a couple, a little bit wider, a little bit rougher. And then we've pretty much nailed the first four. I wonder, Baz, if tomorrow, and this is this is to Trudy, this is the WhatsApp group live on air, the planning of the show. Wait, maybe <laughs> we track down. Matty Cross, who's about to embark on the biggest week of his year every single year. He's the race caller down there. We've had him on the show before. So he's got the 2,000 guineas this weekend. Then he's got the Tuesday Cup Day. He's got the Wednesday Copeland's Bakery Mile Day. He doesn't have to call the Greyhounds, which is lucky for him on Thursday. Friday, he's back for show day at Eddington. Then Saturday, it's New Zealand Cup Day on the Gallops and the 1,000 guineas. So if he can't find us a winner out of that lot, I don't know what we can do. So maybe we'll pin down Matty Cross and see if he can flesh out our first four a bit. Yeah, big fan of that. That's a great idea. Well, that's great producing, Louie. Well done. <laughs> Thanks, if, mate. if Trudy's got anything as well, just throw it on the group. That'd be great. Um, it's I'm not allowed in yet. I haven't been let in yet. <laughs> Louis oh. is the gate master. He is my key. I'm focusing on like, the show. Why? He's in the breaks. He's like, why do you want to join the group anyway? <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to give Shannon a call and take her out for a picnic. 
Ah, get me back, please. If if it, oh, you we, could coordinate that with the racing races, that'd be perfect, actually. Can we get Tim Brown on the all former all white captain dude now oh, billionaire? Seven hundred million. <laughs> wow, we, I actually should have asked Flem about that. He's good mates with them, but oh well, there's one that got away. Hey, imagine that. Just put a little fiver in there at the start. Would have would have been worth a fair few bob. Good on him though. Good mm. Kiwi boy. Good on him for getting paid. Um, we've got temper sleep on it after this with the Doyen and Smith. Just a quick uh, message here from Grant. Hi, can you repeat your Flemington tip? Race five and race seven, please. Grant from Wellington. Race five was Espiona and into Wright and Rose. Race seven. That's a multi that we've put on. So if you want to follow us in, that's what you need to do. This is Baz Nizzi for breakfast. Back with the Doyen after this.